Hello, and welcome to the Leaders of B2B podcast. On this show, we bring you interviews with leading executives at today's rapidly growing B2B tech companies. We dissect the stories, strategies, and journey of CEOs, COOs, CMOs, and more as they share their professional journey. Tune in each week for new episodes from today's leaders. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. We help B2B tech companies build and run revenue-generating podcasts. We set you up with weekly interviews with your ideal prospects and strategic partners. You show up and have engaging conversations. We handle everything else. Learn more about launching your podcast at contentallies.com. This episode is brought to you by Ad One Zero, where we do lead to close sales execution for B2B services companies with a technology flair. If you're looking to scale your company from six figures to seven figures of revenue, talk to Ad One Zero. Hey, leaders, welcome back. This is Ledge. As you know, I am a co-founder and managing partner at Ad One Zero. Pretty stoked to have Corey Snyder here with us today. He's the vice president of channel at Maripost. And uh, Corey, why don't you uh, give the full description of you and the business? Because I know you can do it better than I can. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to talk a little bit about the channel and all things sales today. Uh, but yeah, so Corey Snyder been in MarTech Sales for the last 14 years or so. Um, spent a lot of that time, 10 plus years specifically in partnerships and running different channel organizations for uh, different, several different companies, Active Campaign, FusionSoft, now known as Keep. Um, on the, that's on the business side. So on the personal side, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I have uh, a couple side, I would consider side hustles. Uh, one of them is I make custom flavored bacon with my kids and my wife, and we do about five different flavors and we sell that um, a couple times a year for fun, just to keep the nice. kids busy and to make a little bit of cash. Um, but yeah, and then we we're fellow RVers. So we like to take our RV out and travel the US and, and take a look at that when, when we can. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Nice, nice. Yeah. So we'll talk about let's give let's give Maripost, you know, sort of uh, the nod since we're both sales guys. So we know how that goes. You know, <laughs> got to pay the bills. Uh, but talk, yep. talk about the business, the service there, you know, just who's who's using it? What's it for? Just in case anybody's listening that might benefit from that. Yeah, thank you. So uh, Maripost is a marketing automation platform, omni-channel, um, so ESP, if you will. Uh, we are built for bulk and speed uh, in the sense of email sends. Obviously, we have the social and the SMS and all of that good stuff. But from, a, from an ICP standpoint, from an ideal customer uh, profile standpoint, our most uh, effective customer is sending about five, th- 5 million emails a month wow. sitting in the e-commerce space. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we have customers from, uh, Mercedes Benz to New York post. So publishers and e-commerce and those types of some dealerships and casinos, those are really good. They find our platform to be really, um, effective when it comes to inbox deliverability and some other ways of doing their marketing from email blast to the actual journeys from the, the very visceral, you clicked on this, you did this, you visited this page, you did this, that kind of stuff. So, and like, so that's what we do. So we're right in the mid-market space for the most part. So like high intelligence space, customer engagement, omni-channel, yeah. that kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of our customers are graduating from, you know, the SMB solutions like an Infusionsoft or even HubSpot or even um, an active campaign. 
Once they hit a certain threshold, that's where they start their deliverability starts dwindling, mainly because they're not built for that. We are built for that. We're not built for the SMB space. And so that's kind of where they start graduating and transitioning in. Yeah. Okay. Deliverability being like the main thing for like massive email sending. Yeah. I mean, we uh we have several people on our team that are solely dedicated to deliverability mm-hmm. and the the IPs and the actual, you know, hotmail.com and all that good stuff. And so that is their job. That is uh to make sure that we're keeping uh keeping our reputations high. Right on, right on, cool. Now yeah. uh you know what would be I think super helpful for the the founder set, you know, is just understanding if you were to grow sales, uh like what is this thing called channel you know because like you hear it all the time like oh i need a channel strategy you know (laughs) and then i kind of go did you just say that and you really know what that means or yeah like do you you want that (laughs) so what what is channel and why does it matter yeah good question and channel is kind of hard because channel is ultimately the the revenue stream right because when you look at channel it's direct channel or you have partner channel and so on and so forth but we also call it channel within partners because you do have a couple additional channels within channel right <laughs> if that makes any sense so we'll say partnerships partnerships is a, is a, one of the great ways to actually scale your company and your business without having a ton of uh, financial investment that is the benefit of partnerships is it should be your um, your, your cheapest as far as uh, cost of acquisition comes, your least expensive, if you will, from a cost of acquisition standpoint, and honestly, the most effective when it comes to conversion rates. Right. But from a, from a starting point, one of the mistakes that a lot of the founders or uh, platforms that I work with or speak with, um, one of the biggest issues that they run into is trying to get it right the first time. And that's the biggest issue is that they try to say, oh, they're doing agency, which means I need to do agency or they're doing this. So I need to do this. In reality, every time I go into an organization or talk with the founder, you always start with a customer profile in mind. Because when you understand your customer profile and who's selling them, mm-hmm. who's servicing them, now you can build your program and your partner paths and your channel um, off of the off of that profile because now you know who is actually selling to the customers you want or the customers you have. If right. That makes sense. Yeah, and who's not selling a competitive thing? They're really selling something that you know maybe could come before or after or above or below in that is sort of like world, right? So that's what you're looking exactly. for is like, who's touching my ideal customer profile anyway? And yep. maybe it brings some value for them to plug the hole that we plug also. And and that could work for a service. It could work for technology. Like it, it's a really good way to think about mass distribution using somebody else's sales effort. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, the partners do many different things for us from a land and expand methodology, right? Their ability to open up new markets from LATAM, APAC, EMEA, whatever it may be. They get to open up those markets and test viability. Mm-hmm. That's one. They also can help on the localization aspect is how deep into localization do I need to go from a, from a, you know, do I need to take it from an English to Spanish and so on and so forth? And does the market make sense? There's a lot of benefits that they have there if you let them do that, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, but you also have to create a program that entices them to be a partner that makes sense. And that's not necessarily from a commission standpoint, right. it could be from additional benefits. I mean, give an example with Maripost, I was a, I started four months ago and we were able to launch a three, three different paths of a partner program within three weeks. So in three weeks, I launched an entire partner program. Right on. um, From yeah, which is pretty pretty crazy. And we have about one hundred. Walk through that. Like what? I mean, what's that look like? Because I mean, 
that would be yeah. awesome for most businesses to be able to deploy something that quick. I mean, that's you think like channel might or a partnership might be like, oh, that's long term, and you know, I get it. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about like a very short turn time to revenue. So, uh, yeah, drop yeah. some wisdom, man, because I mean, people need that. <laughs> Yeah, and in most most of the things you'll see is is a run rate of about six months. So that's how long it takes to get ramped and da da da. Which partially I agree with. It depends on the market, depends on the scenario. But knowing you're going into a uh, a software as a service platform, knowing that you're in marketing automation, and given the fact that I have ten year ten plus years in the space, it allowed me to kind of move that a little bit faster. But it still started with the same thing, which is customer profile. Working with my head of success to say, who are we hearing that are working with our partners? Oh, it's this profile and this profile. And so I was able to develop quickly to say, you know what? This is the direction we're going. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'll give the audience a secret. All programs that I launch have three elements to it. And they solve for three areas of the business every time. Each one of my program or each one of my paths is an extension of one area of my team. Okay. So I launch an affiliate referral partner or trusted advisor program. That's an extension of my marketing team. Mm -hmm. They're out evangelizing. They have a very specific purpose. Then I launch their selling piece of the pie. That's your agencies or your resellers and so on and so forth. Right. So they're kind of doing they actually, they're actually, they actually run the spectrum mm -hmm. of your customer journey from marketing sales and support. So that's that one. And then the third one is I look at my support and stickiness of my customer. So loss of revenue, if you will. And that's my integration and my app partners. Mm -hmm. And that's how I run every single one of our programs is does it need this? Sure. And if I don't, if I don't need the sales portion of it, if it's pretty self-explanatory, if it sells itself, then I don't really need to run the agency piece and I'll just run the the marketing and the uh, integration piece of the pie. And an example that, of that yeah. might be what, like a self-serve SaaS tool that kind of just, you know, product-based, you know, sort of growth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So free trial, mm -hmm. something along those lines, it really doesn't need a, it's, it's something that is, is easy to set up that it doesn't really need an agency or full service agency to come in and set up because it's, um, it's really like give an example of JetSend. It's a product that allows you to, to sign up for free. And it allows you to automate the the email sends that are based on your password recoveries and things like that. Right. Doesn't really need a full service agency and agencies aren't really servicing those customers. Right. So going back to the customer profile. So that's kind of a secret is it, it's or secret or really methodology is really what it is. That's the way I like to go to market is I think about those three paths and then I solve for that as well as you look into customer churn reasons. Mm -hmm. You understand why are customers churning? that should influence also what programs that you go to market with. Right. And churn could be maybe, you know, the worst kind of churn is the one where you're like, dude, that's not even our fault. You know, like th yes. there's other problems yeah. with the business that make that not work. We see that all the time for like outbound marketing services where you kind of go yep. like the reason that's failing is not that those leads suck. It's that nobody's closing the deal, you know? And so if you don't make revenue, <laughs> like you can't, you can't pay for outbound, you know, and, and, that mm -hmm. that sucks for them right so like we my business you know has to provide sort of that service where i go like hey we need you you need us that's a good partnership to put that type Completely of thing together agree. yeah 
Yeah, and in a lot of unfortunately, a lot of partnerships are a give take relationship, and it really shouldn't be that. It should be a give give, right? Yeah. That's the way that. Hence, the reason that you set up the way you do is your goal is on your agency side. You're wanting to connect your agencies, the services that they provide with your customers, which makes them use the platform more, increases your revenue. On the uh, integration standpoint, from a customer churn perspective. I'm from the past organizations that I work for, the number was three. It's not just because it's my favorite number. That actually is the correct number. Three integrations, and it made the customer super sticky. It was like 0.0 dot, dot, dot as far as churn went. Um, and so that's the other reason why you go after the integration side is it really does reduce your churn. It's less of a it's less of an increase in revenue. It's a more of a the easiest way to grow your revenues is by not losing by not revenue. losing revenue. Yeah. Correct. Like net revenue. Yeah. yeah. Um, Correct. And integration would be like sort of a literally like an API integration with some kind of tool mm-hmm. that makes yours more valuable or at least, you know, sort of goes along with the ride then. Yeah. Deep data is always going to be a little bit yeah. better as far as what your pay, uh, capabilities are, but you also have Zapier that makes it super easy and there's a ton of integrations there. So that, that is one way of doing it, but ultimately deep data is, is going to help you with that stickiness. So for us as an ESP, it could be a reporting tool. That's just a little bit more advanced. It could be an SMS tool, even though we do SMS, it could be something that's a little bit more advanced. It could be e-commerce, something we don't necessarily do. So now you're making that connection there. Um, and it could be a CRM as well. And so that's the kind of stuff that you're looking for is what are these tools that could, um, that you, that you could basically allow your customers and your partners to create their own best of breed tech stack. Yeah. Right. Right. And how do you, you know, when you're, you're coming in and doing, or thinking about, let's say anybody who's thinking about that evaluation of how to build, you know, one of those three approaches or which is the right one first, um, uh, closest yeah. to revenue, maybe, uh, so, you, you know, you figure out your ICP, you're right. You know, let's say, let's say, cause that alone is a difficult practice. Like you just don't know your ICP, you, you found product market fit. So let's assume that that's true and you just want more of them. How do you figure out other companies that are servicing in one way or another, the ICP? Yeah. So that's kind of the fun part. At least I think it's the fun part is you get to now get creative and get you, a lot of companies go with level one, which is like, oh, they're selling services. So I'm going to go agencies. But instead of like, think about it a little bit deeper. If you're in the dental, if you're actually wanting to sell uh, dentists, a lot of people don't, they just think services. Whereas they don't think of the people that are trying to sell them medication mm-hmm. or sell them supplies. Th- that's completely out of the realm of the way that they think about it. But yet that's an easy way of just reaching out to and saying, hey, would you be considered a partnership? So that's, that's one way. One of the easiest ones to set up, honestly, is just a customer referral or, or referral partnership. It doesn't take a ton of work. Um, as far as your MVP, uh, 99% of the time, I'm going to tell you, just go launch something. Mm-hmm. I did a presentation uh, in Australia a couple of years ago, and I asked a question to like 250 people, which was, do you like referrals? And of course, everybody's <laughs> like, hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Like, And then I said, how many of you accept referrals? They're like, hell yeah. How many of you have automated that process so your customers know? It was like three people. Uh-huh. And so they don't, they're not putting themselves in a position to win. And it's as simple as saying, put a link at the bottom of your email address that says, I accept referrals. I mean, it could be that simple as far as getting something out. But as far as, as far as a V1 relationship, go with a referral partner program. Commissions are less, uh, less important, but you need, you do need to understand your margins. You're not cutting your feet out from under you. Um, And then at that point in time, it's more of a marketing play. It's more of a, how do you get them? Um, how do you get them involved to actually 
give you leads, warm or cold, it doesn't really matter, but get into something, understand what works and what doesn't work, and then get into the thicker type of more deep relationships, which is your agencies. Now you're talking about sales training and marketing materials and co-marketing materials and enablement and onboarding and da 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 right? Yeah, a little bit of work to do there. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. And, and asking somebody to sell your thing without providing them the service, it doesn't, it's just feels like work to them. And that's like, they have right. enough shadow work, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's not just that you're providing some value and hopefully, you know, you are, you're enriching them in, in some way. Uh, but you also have to accept that, like, there's a, a great deal of opportunity cost on, on their time anyway. It's not like people are just sitting around yeah. being like, because I shouldn't sell my own thing, so I'll probably sell yours. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, but I see that all the time. It's like, hey, do you want a partner? We're like, well, why? You know, we get asked that stuff a lot and it's not well thought out. So basically what you're saying is you want me to give you referrals to your tiny little business that I'm paying for all the marketing. I'm paying for all the sales. <laughs> and then where, how does this work out? I mean, I like being cool, but I don't like being that cool. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I think like that's where it doesn't reach parity that doesn't feel like a you know symbiotic kind of relationship in in a lot of those things uh, yeah and the commission is one thing right i'm not going right. to say the commission isn't important it is important it the commission becomes important when it starts paying a bill so when you look at it from a customer from a partner's perspective um i've worked with uh partners that were at a half a million and helped them grow to five million mm -hmm. they got to a point where their commission rate completely covered their entire employee head cast right head count Right. Right. That becomes impactful until then their money is services. Right. Is hundred percent of the services. So if, if it's an agency, it is. So if you don't have a company that services make sense, then don't waste your time on an agency program. If you do, then it's a completely different animal from a strategy standpoint of, of making your product part of their product offering or their service offering that doesn't change their sales pitch so they can sell more of your product. Yeah, it's like but enabling. Keep, yeah. Exactly, but keep exactly, but keep in mind their money is in the services initially until it gets to a point where the the commissions make an impact. Right. Exactly right. And you you are trying to get them you want to facilitate them making more money the way they make money. Yes. And you want to give them a little bonus that maybe pays for their SaaS bill for, you know, one, two or three things, or maybe, you know, kicks into their AdWords budget or like, that's a good way to justify it. It's like, hey, this, mm -hmm. listen, this can just help with some of the cost of running our own tool, you know? So yes. I just, I just entered one of the CRM, you know, partner networks and we don't need commission, but I'm just like, whatever, dude, look, if you look at this thing, let's just sign up. We bring all our clients to this tool anyway. And you might as well, it pays our bill. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like that, that actually sort of works out from a math standpoint. Uh, the commission thing is interesting. I find this, I find people design these very poorly, you know, a lot of times where they think that the partnership is some kind of yeah. like a, a referral is just going to save the day when everyone, the ship is sinking and, yep. you know, it's, it's just not. And in a lot of cases, commission or kickback or, you know, spiff or whatever you want to call it is actually just not the right fit, you know, at all. It feels, I don't want that. Like if I brought you something to your business and I, we work in like a high ticket kind of range, not, not a, a high transaction volume kind of range. Uh, yes. I don't want to be paid for that thing. I want to bank that social credibility with you you know, later on. And I, I think, exactly. how do you, how do you read and conceptualize that to get that right because it's a huge place that people miss i think 
Yeah, and that's that's your ability to pivot, but that's V1, right? You so give an example in the programs that I've built and built from scratch and rebuilt and relaunched and all those things. That's the whole point is is as soon as you think your program's done, you're screwed. In a year, <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be obsolete. And the reason why is because you have to evolve with the market. So you're 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 a perfect example. Is in the Maripost um, partner program, not to keep coming back to it, but is it to me? It's one of the perfect fits. Is we looked at it, I, I did the three routes, but within the trusted advisor route, I added another element, which is you can choose as a partner if you want commission, mm. or you can choose if you want to pass on a discount. And that was ma- that was massively impactful for the partners. They're like, hey, I'm par- platform agnostic. I don't want to get commission because mm. if, if something happens, I don't want to be held responsible knowing that I'm getting commission on this deal. Da, da, da. So I said, great. So we quickly pivoted. I was able to make the make it work to where now I have uh, partners that also can instead of getting commission they can pass on a discount. Now they're the hero. Like hey, right? Whether you use Mariposa or not, it's up to you. But just so you know, if you do, mention my name and we'll t- and they'll take care of you. Yeah, it's totally different vibe. Yeah, and Correct. you know, it's just I just want exactly I want the hero credibility, or I just want to be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I can't do yeah. anything with this lead, so let me give it to you. <laughs> you know, like, and and I think yeah. like if we were all more aware of that and that that system flowed cleanly and people have tried to solve this for the you know the rest of time i mean it's not perfectly clean mm-hmm. it turns out to just have to be having relationships and doing stuff uh but yes. you know the tooling can help and you can grease the track with it i assume that's what the program building is all about yeah i mean reciprocity if you if there was one word out of this out of channel of partnerships it's reciprocity the issue is that there's a lot of platforms that are what do you got for me and that's just not the way I run my programs. It's very much, um, I look at how you can impact my current customers as well as how I can how I can impact your current customers. So when you bring me revenue, my goal is to bring you revenue. Mm-hmm. And by, by doing that, isn't necessarily by giving you the customers. It might be just leveraging the 14 years in MarTech SaaS that I have to say and working with thousands and thousands of agencies to say, hey, here's some mistakes they made. But if you position yourself in the market this way, if you go vertical on this, if you put that, that it might be via tips and tricks to help you generate revenue that has nothing to do with me. It's right. actually selling your services and potentially selling your services to my customers that has that doesn't necessarily increase my uh, my pocket at all. But that would be my goal is if you're if you if our relationships were at I have friends that are agencies for the last 14 years. And we are still friends. We don't even do business together anymore, but I'm still trying to find a way to generate them revenue. Mm-hmm. And and that's because it's it's more than just a transaction. It's relational now. And that's the right. way all partner programs should be is relational. You should be at a point where you can say, you know, you know, hey, uh, Ledge, what do you what do you need from your business? How are you guys doing? And, right. and it has no benefit to me as a software provider. Yeah, right. And, you know, and uh, it goes to your own ability and time and thinking about, you know, as a, as a founder or as, you know, partnership leader, whoever, right? Like, how am I reaching out and helping the community? I mean, that's why we run a podcast because just neat, right? Like you got invited to talk about it. We learned some stuff, you learned some stuff, you know, we get to share. I mean, it's just good. Right. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. You know, I think people kind of look at it as just like, Oh, let me flip on the, the partnership channel and then kind of forget about it. Like it's, it's a ton of work and it pays off. You know, like you said, six months is a reasonable time frame when done well. And yeah. uh, it's not like, it's not the emergency fix, you know, and it's a lot of work. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why, uh, that's why I get hired is because people put partner programs out there and they don't do anything with them. So, <laughs> but, uh, but in, you know, and it's really, again, it comes down to that reciprocity game. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people that are, that might listen to this and be like, Oh, whatever, Corey, that's BS. That's a place of ether. That's a, that's your <laughs> mystical place that you live in of this reciprocity. And, you know, everybody lives in the Zen place. At the end of the day, my goal is to help my partners generate revenue. And if I lead from that place, they will automatically generate revenue. Yeah, absolutely. That's just the way it works. It gives value before you take it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And there's proof in the pudding. I can tell you straight up, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that partner that I mentioned going from half a million to five million in revenue, um, they ended up generating, you know, 300 new customers for me every single year. Right. And they were, they were making 50 grand in commission every single month. So it, it, it ended up working out really well as I'd feed him customers because I knew he could convert them I'd, or I knew that he could help save them or what, or grow them and expand their revenue and so on and so forth. So it, it, it does sound like this mythical place, of, <laughs> uh, this relationship, but it is possible. It, that's, I think that's why it takes six months is you can't just automatically be like, Ledger, we're best friends. Let's do revenue together. Here's this. Here's this. You also have to trust the fact that they actually know how to implement a customer as well. And so there's there is some time there that you have to you know build that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I I think this is maybe not the best way, but a lot of these I find like people want to tap my network to get referrals, which I'm cool yeah. with. Like no sweat, you know. Yeah. Like, but the they lead with like, well, let me send you our partnership agreement and it's it's yep. one more you know 10 page thing that i'm supposed to read and sign and like what what is this i don't have time for this and you know the docusign <laughs> ages out and i don't even think about it again and they go hey did you get the thing and i'm like what do you need from me like this this i don't care <laughs> you know like you just gave me work to to do more work to get you a client and like then i'll get 10% or something i mean it's like it's too much cognitive dissidence that doesn't feel well designed to mm-hmm. me yeah i mean every every and right now i am i am every position in channel because i'm the only person in channel as i build <laughs> my team and i build this organization um but what what i i love talking with partners and this one thing that that stinks about getting into leadership is you don't get to talk to partners as much but so i talk to them every day luckily and and we have that conversation a half hour conversation and it's really like, hey, let me understand what you do. What are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals over the next year? And do, does partnering with me make sense? Does it does it generate some of those goals that we are we aligned? So if I was to come to you and I was like, Ledge, what are your goals? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to accomplish? Okay, cool. We don't actually, that doesn't make sense for us to partner because I'm not going to get you there or help you get there, right? I have partners that say, my goal is to have 10% of my revenue generated from third-party apps. Cool. We can play in that arena, yeah. right? But if if we didn't have that, then we just wouldn't need to partner. But that doesn't mean our relationship stops. And I think that's another area where a lot of people miss is if I if our relationship doesn't make sense, I'm going to try to connect you with our either agency partners or our app partners, right? So our relationship might not might might, might not make sense, but our maybe uh, maybe an integration with Nido, a e-commerce platform that's competitive with Shopify. Shopify might make sense. Right. So I'll make a connection there so you guys can partner do your thing because at the end of the day, a year down the road, it may make sense. And you're going to remember that. And I imagine you have that active playbook whereby if, you know, almost in this workflow, you know, in your mind or in your playbook, you know, if, if I can't provide direct value, 
turn around and do the work to provide secondary value, which is like you actually do that. It's the system. It's part of the thing. And I think people forget that part. Oh, well, they can't help me. Never mind. Or I can't help them. Never mind. And it, that's yeah. not the point, right? It's this yeah. ongoing well, it's very... flow of value that, that yes. needs to turn so that I remember, dude, that guy went way out of his way to help me out. And there was like no reason. Like, so as soon as I think of somebody who needs to send 5 million emails or I stumble into that, you got to call my boy, Corey, because he hooked me up. Yes. You know, two years ago, three years ago, time flies in business. You know, <laughs> I think uh, exactly. the time frames that we were talking about are are super relevant. So let me let me step into your sort of your path. Right. You've been doing this, what you said, 20 years or, you know, whatever along the way. And uh, certainly you've seen it. You don't develop your own system process approach playbook or whatever without having seen you know, maybe three or four things that were awful or, you know, run into a wall a few <laughs> times or, you know, really screwed something up. So, you know, tell us some good yeah. stories there so we don't just think you're Superman. So. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, uh, it, this applies in the agency world too, is you have verticals that you try. So I've worked with partners that we went, I don't know, 10 verticals deep in church vertical, the whole nine. And we found two that worked. Mm -hmm. It's the same concept with the partner program is, the reason why I kind of know which ones to play in is because I've seen them be successful, not successful from an, in uh, give an example, an onboarding and enablement. If you look at one of the first hires I will make on my team, you would think would be sales. Oh, generate revenue. Da, 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 da. It's actually not the case. That's the, one of the first mistakes I made was I need to bring on somebody to generate revenue. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring on somebody that will do onboarding and enablement. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is if I can get the partner off on the right foot, if I can get them, actually, the product is implemented in their product offering. They'll do the selling for them, right, right? for me, if you will. So I don't need to bring in a, a partner manager or sales manager right now to help them generate revenue with tactics and strategies. What I need them to do is understand how they can make money by representing my product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's going to be your first mistake as people. Um, obviously, on the profile, which we talked about, and this is what I call my three Ps, profile, uh, program, and people is you, they build the profile and they say, I want agencies. Agencies is the answer. It's like the number one thing, resellers. And it's actually may not be the case. So they spend six months building out this program when they could have just said, I'm going to launch a referral one. We're going to get some traction there and see who's coming around. So put out some marketing, do some PR stuff, things like that. And let's see if agencies start coming to us. And then at that point in time, now we justify. You make a good point. Like you need to fund a partnership program. This cannot be an oh, unfunded yeah. mandate. This is a marketing budget item first. Someone needs to spend some money and invest in this thing. And it's not just hiring Corey. It's like give yes. give the Corey a budget <laughs> because it's a real yes. thing. You can't have unfunded it mandate, you know. Exactly. And you actually have to do things as far as like putting yourself out there. I'm active on LinkedIn. And the reason why is because I'm wanting to disrupt that a little bit, but I'm also wanting people to, to be aware. Not only are we, did we launch a partner program, but we also, here are the partners. So I'm, I am heavily yeah. promoting my partners mm -hmm. and promoting the integrations that I have. And again, the reciprocity, right? We, we, uh, one thing that I mentioned in another presentation that I did was, um, they evangelize partners evangelize for you they'll evangelize if you did good and they'll evangelize if you didn't 
So you want to make sure that you're doing as much as you possibly can to have their back. But that's like the biggest mistake. They focus on the wrong profile. The other problem is comes down to the commission, right? Is I love tiering out partner programs um, solely based on the fact that when you do find the person that is self-motivated, they're going to want to unlock those different things. They're going to grow through your program. They're going to want that badge, right? Yeah, like gamify it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gamify it. But the, but the program should do it for you almost to the full right. extent. So you let it to be programmatized to where the partner knows how they can move through the system, how they can unlock more commissions and all of that good stuff. With, with that comes also unlocking new benefits, blog content. You're getting a chance to get in front of the customers from a lunch and learn perspective. There's a lot of different benefits there. So that would be the second thing is solely based on commission is not necessarily the route. You need to understand how they can make money. And then the final thing, uh, which is uh, people, is again the hire, making sure that you're hiring the need. If um, if you bring on somebody to help with channel and they're good at sales, don't try to replace that. Let them do the sales thing. You can replace that later. Work on their the the things they are not as good at right now. I don't personally have time to enable and onboard my partners as much as I would like to, and I know how important that is. So I can bring on somebody that doesn't necessarily need a commission also doesn't necessarily need a bonus so financially the hire is a little bit um, less expensive um, as far as an investment into a growing channel and then let me handle the sales the tactics the strategies and so on and so forth right that helps at all. right yeah the compensation system for your partner humans is different maybe than the rest of your sales mm -hmm. or, or marketing org too so it's just like something to pay attention to uh, i guess yeah the point being that you don't step into this lightly you step in with intention in the same way really that you should develop any program or product but it's it's not just the the, the rounding error of like next thing you should try <laughs> you know? it's like it's yeah it's it also, work. Yeah, so. yeah it's not like the red or blue pill either it's not mm -hmm. like oh the red you know i'm gonna or the magic bullet or the magic whatever you want to call it it's not necessarily that's the case if done right, as you've seen with HubSpot, they go from zero to millions in a very short short period of time. And with Infusionsoft, we went from zero partners to 750 and zero revenue to 1.5 million a month. That wasn't because we were like, just, oh, throw it out there and see what happens, right? It, it, there was a constant, not, not, not necessarily financial investment, but mental investment and creativity of like, how can we do this? Or what can we do here? Do we do a partner event? Do we do webinars? How do we train our partners? Do we create a, do we create our sales methodology? Like, do we sell for our partners? Do we not? I mean, there's so many things that go into it, but the first and foremost is just get something launched because you're never going to learn anything unless you just put something out there. Right. right. And that doesn't mean you, again, to your point earlier, it's not like you don't invest. You still invest from a putting the content on the website building out that content, putting, bringing the partners in, understanding what the partners need, what they don't need. You can take three months to understand what the best partner profile is by talking with partners, actively hunting partners based on a profile you think that you've pulled off your customer profile. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a process and it is a strategy. The other thing is, look, you can learn from your competitors. Arguably, you can even copy your competitors. If they're doing a great job, I, I do that. I, I look at HubSpot and I say, okay, what has HubSpot done well? And what have they not done well? I don't like the fact that you have to pay, you have to buy your own app to be a partner. Right. I don't agree with that methodology. Um, you you have to pay to be a partner on a certification. That works and doesn't work. And so you grab these little things. What HubSpot kills it at is enablement. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to copy what they did. Right. All the educational that, that materials was, and training and you, you know, got like it. here's all the mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. You got it. Uh, so that's your investment. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they just reached out to me and told me that things were changing and I should try again. And they, they, so they keep trying to sell <laughs> me the partnership program. And I think that's the thing too, is like go out and yeah. got to sell the program, you know, like a, I wouldn't know that has changed because I didn't want it last year, and but maybe I do want it this year. Maybe my business has changed, so it's it's just a long term yes. pipeline, just like anything else. Uh, well, they're leaning heavily on the fact that they've built their name, and so right. you going and being a partner is has a service piece of the pie, right? Whereas you you have opportunities to partner with companies like Mariposa that just launched their partner program, mm -hmm. which means there's not really anybody out there evangelizing and trying to sell Mariposa. Tons of opportunity right. because. You're a, you're in a, a sea that's massive with only a handful of people, so you know it depends on your cup of tea. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, we've got a couple minutes left, so uh, talk to talk to the future of of you know what you're doing, what comes next for, for Corey and Maripost and and your side hustles and I don't know. Give us a <laughs> give us the full pitch. Um, yeah. So next is we're going to Florida and back. No, uh, in the RV in the summer. But uh, from a Maripost perspective, you know, our goal is to uh, we're putting partners first. That is our goal. We know partners have a massive impact uh, for us. And so that's what we're trying to do. So what does this year look like? It, it looks like adding a couple additional headcounts to the channel side of the house, which would be super exciting, um, as well as just growing the number of we, we have a goal to double the number of uh, customers in, in this year. That can only be done, honestly. It can't be done by adding more AEs and the marketing effort. It's got to be done by both channel and direct. Right. So we're going to be putting a heavy and hot focus on on that this year. So expect to see more from us spamming, not spam, but <laughs> sending highly spam. deliverable emails to you in a targeted fashion. I was, I was yeah, more more speaking towards the interwebs, you know, uh, LinkedIn and things like that. But yeah, right on, right on, cool. Well, hey, Corey, man, thanks for, you know, the input got very, very good educational material for for everybody. Uh, anybody wants to reach you? Uh, where do they where do they do that? Easiest on LinkedIn, you can reach me there. Or you can shoot me a direct email, Corey at C-O-R-Y at Maropost.com. M-A-R-O-P-O-S-T.com. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can see the show notes and more links from today's episode at leadersofb2b.com.